and then Lando had nowhere to go because Lando was actually making a good move. And I think yeah. Lewis would have given him the space, but because Signs slowed down because he was right on the rear of Max. So if, I guess you could blame Signs. And it, it really is Max. unlike Lando because like you can you can knock him for a lot of stuff, but like he doesn't make a lot that of mistakes. Sucked, man. Or mistakes. He's very he's a he's a really good tactician. He's very smart in where he puts his car, how he puts his car, how he drives it. He doesn't really take unnecessary risks. So it is kind of just like a you know, your delta sandwich and you gotta eat it. Yeah, you just gotta you got a belly full of white duck shit. <laughs> now you lay this on me. Speaking of getting the party started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I people doubted I would make it this far, but I'm moving them wrong. Everybody criticized and they hated on me, but I just stay strong. Welcome in to episode five of the Gridiron Podcast. You might notice if you're watching on YouTube or on Twitch Live, where you can join us all the time, hop in the conversation, that a certain someone is is not here. Sean, who is that person? We fired Katie. Katie. No, I'm just kidding. She's on vacation, so Katie's got the week off. Katie. <laughs> I did not. Well, wouldn't it be that. funny if we did and we just announced it like that? Yeah, that was a great joke. <laughs> and, and, and left her in the in the promo that we just ran to. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, that's Sean Barry. I'm Nick Shook. This is episode five of the Gridiron Podcast. Katie is um, gallivanting through the United States, which is funny considering she's Canadian. Katie! And you know. she's at an event called Galvanized. Oh, wait. She's gallivanting. Think about that. Katie! What? Oh, well, never mind. A lot of gal pals in there. Yeah. Girl power. Uh, and girl whatnot. power, indeed. Uh, we miss her, but she will be back, and we will hold down the fort as we did in the olden days, this is just a Sean and Shook situation here. Uh, call back to the old pod. Call back to the old Sean and Shook podcast. It is episode five. We have plenty to discuss, Sean, but we're we're going to start off our podcast a little more energy, a little more high octane situation here. Okay, you know, a little too sleepy in the past. So to cut through the nonsense, which in today's that's all day, we talk and, about on here. Yeah, that's all we do. I mean, that's that's media in in you know. Generally speaking, we have decided to come together, come up with a new game. That game is called Do We Give a Damn? Do We Give a Damn? Maybe it's because I'm just a cynic, I'm frustrated, or I'm, I'm just exhausted. I'm tired of the noise. But that, that's the title. And, and, I, give, and, I give lots of dams, Nick, but I give zero Fs. Okay. I mean, uh, what was uh, YOLO? Let's just keep going with acronyms and abbreviations, right? Right. I, I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so new game. Do we give a damn? And Sean, first up on the list real quick here. Uh, today's news coming from the gaming sphere. Big news in the gaming world. It's an annual holiday at this point. The Madden 24 cover was announced, revealed. Um, you know, in the past, this was left up to a fan vote, Sean, if you remember. Peyton Hillis ended up on the cover of Madden 12 <laughs> yeah. back when we were in college. Which That's the real well, Madden curse. We are old. Uh, Josh Allen is the cover star. So, Sean, I present this question to you. Do you give a damn? I really don't give a damn, Nick, because <laughs> you know me. I really don't play video games that much. Um, and I can't believe that people obsess over a game like Madden. It's the same game pretty much every year, aside uh, from a couple of features. And I'm going to let you defend it, but like, are the Buffalo Bills still a team you can play as? Are the Cleveland Browns still a team you can play as? Do you still compete for? It's the same game. Maybe some career mode is different or some coach career mode. Can you be a general manager? The All the fun of being a general manager 
what? Oh my god, I can't think of a better way to spend hours of my day. Oh, you're such a hater. Um, I kind you, of am, so that's why I say I don't give a damn. Okay, all right. Well, speaking so reductively about football kind of diminishes the value of a new NFL season too. Uh, can you still watch the Browns? Can you still but watch that's the Bills? No, but that's but the, yeah, but that's not scripted. That's not this. I mean, it's not the same product every time. It's going to be different every it's time. Not, eh, well, they, they are. What right, I'm no. saying. What I'm saying is you can buy Madden like 2015 and it's like essentially the same thing aside from no. a couple of players. No, it's not. And Did that's, I pick a bad I'm, year? Was that was 2015 a bad no, year? No, no, no. You're just, you're going too far back in the Wayback Machine because with the advancement of time, technology also advances. Graphics get better. Gameplay improves. Hopefully it improves. Sometimes it takes a step back as Madden fans and ga- fans of sports games in general will tell you it's not always a, a, a linear progression, but... This year's game has new features, and this is why I give a damn. I also give a damn because I went to Redwood City, California last week and went to EA and demoed the game and everything and met all the developers and worked on stuff for future content. So I am very invested, and I do very much give a damn, so much that I was prepping stuff for it prior to today. But it is the news. It's one of the headlines you'll see. It's even making the local news. I was walking past the TV at the gym, and Spectrum 1 News had it on as like one of their, like teasing their C block or something, which, okay, must be a slow news day, but. It is important because I'll get on my salesman soapbox real quick and tell you that the game has taken the next step toward becoming a more realistic football simulation. I got a few hours to test it out. It's a lot of fun. I can't wait to play the beta. I can't wait for the game to come out. So I do give a damn. Next subject here. Actually, uh, first we get Big B involved. I think he gives a damn. Josh Allen, says Big B, chiming in on Twitch. And it's also cross-platform LFG. Those Tom Brady fans know what he's saying there, but it's not entirely cross-platform. Franchise supposedly is going to come later, no guarantee, but that's the one mode it's not cross-platform on just yet. Next up on the Do We Give a Damn list, the Jaguars unveiled some wild stadium plans. Sean, do you give a damn? Make you know how I feel about the Jacksonville Jaguars and their fans. So much so that I'm sure they're at my door right now with pitchforks and torches because I said Jaguars. I don't know how you pronounce your damn team's name. I don't care what you do with your stadium. So no, I don't give a damn. Get off Sean's lawn. Damn it. For those watching on YouTube and on Twitch, live on Twitch, where you can always join the conversation. It looked like a nice stadium rendering, but I feel like those stadium renderings never quite turn out how they are, and it also looks somewhat like someone just took SoFi Stadium and shaded it teal. Yeah, because it's got a similar-looking canopy, same structure, translucent. Um, I don't, I'm not an engineering major, but I think that's like the reverse concept of a truss bridge to keep that up. I don't know. Um, it, it works at SoFi. It'll work there. But these photos, Sean, and again, if you're watching on YouTube, which we highly suggest, or watch on Twitch Live, you'll be able to see these live or whenever you watch this podcast. It looks like a like the bean in chicago kind of a little bit yeah um are, and are they building are they completely knocking down no T-I- no and this is why i give a damn because so part, part of that stadium, is still the old gator bowl yes this stadium has like an extensive history it's the stadium that won't die basically like we, much, we live yeah. in an era in which teams build stadiums and like 25 30 years later they're like we're out we want a new one this toy's old and worn in and we want the shiny new thing the Braves did it with Turner Field. Um, I can think of a number of different teams, but I'm blanking on it right now. Because uh, the Bills actually have one of the oldest stadiums in the league, but who built a new one recently? Nonetheless, well, the Rams, the Rams left. The Rams, Rams left after 20 years in their dome. Which, yeah, the standards in- increase because teams keep building stadiums and they just keep pushing 
barreling forward. Jacksonville, though, is interesting because, as you said, said Sean, it was it was the original Gator Bowl, and then they they essentially rebuilt most of it to yeah. build TIA Bank Field, um, which I think at one point was Altel Stadium. Shout out to Altel, now a defunct cell phone company, communications company, and um, but even then, it was kind of like they had one Super Bowl there, and everyone was like, "All right, that's not happening." Yeah, no, we're not going back to Jacksonville. No, 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 yeah. no. And they they actually, the funniest part about all of this is they invested in it, I don't know, what, seven years ago? They built the giant jumbotrons. They put the swimming pools out in the end zone. And now they're like, nah, you know what? That was temporary. We actually want a whole new thing. But we're still going to build it on the same stadium. Because if you look at the pictures of the interior, you'll notice something familiar. That grandstand looks a lot like the one that exists right now. Still the same shape and structure. Obviously, the upper deck is different. It's like I would love to see what the numbers it's, are on this. And it's 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 a lot of kind of what the Mar- or not the Marlins, <laughs> the the Dolphins did in Miami, where you look at Hard Rock Stadium right now, it looks like a completely brand new stadium. You would have you you wouldn't know that that thing is now pushing you know thirty. Yeah, but they did that tastefully and properly. Like yes, they they identified that they had a pretty like standard looking stadium that was built as a multi-purpose stadium to house the marlins the marlins leave they're like all right it's time to bring this thing up to code okay let's take out some of the bad seats most importantly let's get our fans out of the baking roasting hot sun so they don't come away looking like like tanned leather what i don't don't get is why every florida team doesn't have at least some sort of like structure on top doesn't have to be a full dome doesn't have to be a translucent roof just some sort of right shade like i mean that would make sense just come on. But on the flip side, you have the Rays, who have the worst dome stadium in the history of mankind. Hey, you watch your mouth, Buster. It is. It is. It, it, it is. It absolutely is. But the King Dome that was built in the 70s was better than that. And the King Dome had to close because tiles were falling from the roof. But they play pretty damn good baseball there in St. Pete. Yeah, they do this year so far. Still early. But point being, um, you're totally right. And when you come talk about the Dolphins, obviously I give a damn since we're talking so much on this. They did a great job because it was done tastefully and it was done artistically. Like they put the spires up, which I think served yeah. a, an engineering purpose as well. It 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 was like they built a new stadium and they mm-hmm. didn't even really do that much to change it. Like most of the original existing structure is still they there. They lost seats. They yeah, had, they, they, they lost cut out the corners. Seats in that whole endeavor. Yeah. They cut out the corners to put uh, scoreboards in because the scoreboards were really ugly and on top of the upper deck prior. And it looks awesome. It's it's an intimate setting. You and I have both seen the game there. It happened to be the Super Bowl. And I don't know about you, but I felt like it was one of the smaller stadiums in the NFL, at least based on the feel of everything. And it but it it doesn't it doesn't sound small. It doesn't look small. No. Um no. but yeah, no, I like it. And if the Jags can pull that off, no, that'll be that'll be cool. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm I just curious. I just think of like what all like you look at stadiums like Foxborough, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Baltimore. All those open air stadiums that just have you know two sides to them, basically in a lower bowl, they look so old, and they're all built in the last twenty years. Uh, yeah, ninety nine Heinz was two thousand one. Uh, Foxborough was a three, oh two or a three, and Baltimore. Maybe that was 2001. Was Baltimore, Baltimore was like 90, 97 or ninety eight because they moved in. It was ninety eight because they moved in ninety six. Uh, actually, I need to. Confirm Foxborough real quick, but MNT was built in '98. Looks like a giant grave. I can confirm that. And then Gillette, I think Gillette was '02, but I feel like it might be '01. 2000 is when construction started. Opened in '02. Okay, opened in May. Interesting. So it, you're right. But the thing is, is like Gillette 
my only gripe with Gillette is their press box setup is miserable. The the where the media sits is up in the corner of the end zone, and the radio booth is disconnected. So you have to walk the concourse to get to the radio booth, which I also experienced with the Super Bowl this year. But that's because we were in auxiliary press boxes. I digress. Um, that's where the, the uh, press box is for uh, Ray J down here in Tampa too. It's in the corner. Yeah, and I don't that, I don't necessarily view. like it because someone's always going away from you. Ray J's view is still arguably better than Gillette having it's been in both of them. View. Yeah, it's it's not the worst. In the, uh, I can't imagine doing another Super Bowl there, which they did recently. I, I guess I've had worse seats at Super Bowl since then. Uh, one more stadium I was thinking of because I, I feel like this this kind of since you brought up the whole canopy thing here, I mean that's a roof. That that's not you know mince words here. That is a roof in Jacksonville. Is uh, the Bill Stadium renderings? Uh, they have a they just broke ground on this thing. And it is one of the more interesting designs I have seen. Now, I, I'm trying to find the most updated ones. I want to say these are it. Uh, I will. Yep. Okay. So let me share this with you here real quick. Essentially, to those who are listening in audio format, which is going to happen uh, plenty here. Um, it's probably really small, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty small. Let's zoom that thing in there. It, it kind of looks like a, almost like a European soccer stadium where you have cover over the seats but not the field where you have kind of like a little overhang and that that's pretty much it is is that the best way to describe it like a yeah. european soccer field so like it, that is the trend though right is canopies overhangs that sort of thing i i believe the field is uncovered and i'm start it's a much bigger opening i was gonna say hole and now i have said hole it's a much larger open space in the roof there than texas stadium but I, i'm getting texas stadium the old cowboy stadium vibes but here. i like it because that's buffalo that's part of playing right. in buffalo is exactly. playing in the elements but you don't have to subject the fans to the elements okay you can subject the players and affect the game that way but the fans they can be covered from the rain from the snow to some degree nick you can go back to like the first mega stadium in history the Colosseum in Rome. Guess what? They had retractable awnings to cover spectators from the sun. How come How come in Tampa Bay, Florida, we don't have any coverage from the sun when we're watching the Buccaneers? We are just exposed to the elements. The Romans figured it out 2,000 years ago. Why can't we figure it out now? Sean, At least Buffalo has somewhat figured it out. I think it sounds like you give a damn. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you give a damn. I give a damn about oh, want, that at least. I want to bring up one more thing because we have another stadium that we have to look at. That are we are we looking damn. at stadiums or are we still talking about giving a damn? Giving a damn about stadiums. Look at what the okay. Titans are doing. I don't know how I feel about this one. Um, it kind of almost looks like the tower at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway just uh, maybe, shrunken down. I, I it looks like a shopping mall. It does. Me. It looks like an office building almost. Yeah. Like come like a, stay a at the new office building. Yes, the Titan Hotel, the largest hotel in Nashville, where you can do all your shopping, dining, and entertainment. I don't know. I mean, like it's come they stay also at have, Soda Sopa. They have that same uh, canopy too. That's like the new trend. Thank you, Sofi. You started the trend, and that actually kind of looks a lot like the Bill Stadium. It's getting generic, though, Sean. I'm worried about that. It's getting kind of generic. I know? feel like um, Wendy's is designing. The Titans' new stadium because all the Wendy's yeah, now just look they're ultra just modern with the corners, yeah. the squares. That that's what that's a good point. That's what the Titans' new stadium renderings look like. That's that's a good point. We're gonna go back. To I the say I say chat. I like some of the old stadiums too. I like that you have to go into Cleveland and you have to look at that flagpole out on the concourse to see where to kick the ball, or at Heinz Field 
still going to be Heinz to me. You know, if you're kicking towards the river, don't even try, you know, outside of 35 yards. I like that. I agree. I'm, I worry that we're, and the Browns are supposedly going to rebuild their stadium. It's not announced, but it's been rumored. I worry that they're going to follow the whole canopy roof trend too. Which, okay, there's two sides of this argument, and then we'll move on. The first side is in favor of the roof is why are we going to spend a billion dollars on a stadium that we're going to use 10 times a year? Because it's right. idiotic. And you could host concerts there in the summer, depending on where you are climate wise. But ultimately, you should side in favor of the roof so that you can have big time events. You can do indoor stuff during the winter, whatever, especially if your climate's not you know friendly to winter events usually. The other side, though, is that we lose the element of football, the outdoor football. The I mean, I want to watch a punt go up in the air if it's been raining in Pittsburgh for six days, and I want to watch it just lodge itself right in the mud and not move. Ah, oh, yes. That's football, baby. You know? Damn it. I want a foot of snow in Buffalo. I want and, the Colts and, to go there, and you can't even see them on TV because they're wearing all white. And technology has come so far to where old retractable roofs, it would cost thousands roofs. upon thousands of dollars just to open the roof. And now you can yeah. just do it with a snap of your fingers. Yeah, a little push of a button. With no an sky app on your anymore. Phone. Yeah, exactly. Just like you change the color of your lights. Uh, because it, Big V says, because if you're a fan, you don't care about the elements, you're there for your team, and that's it. Yeah, but like, what about. Yeah, uh, like, but I like can a be there for my fan. team. And, yeah, but the I, I can be there like, for my yeah, team. I'm out there. I'm out there. And there I'll be soaked to the bone in a race. My storm. eyelashes froze. My snot froze off the end of my nose. My cheese head froze. Like that's I got third degree frostbite on my toes. I don't give a damn. But we won because we blocked that field goal that my voice definitely affected. Papa, why is your foot black and crusty? <laughs> well, uh, you see the Packers beat the Bears in overtime on Sunday Night Football in negative 20 degree weather. Jay Cutler threw an interception in the end zone. I was there. All and right, I never got up. my foot removed because it's a memento. This is what this is, I sacrificed for my team. This is a souvenir. Paint it green. Green and gold, baby. All right, next up on the Do We Give a Damn, DeAndre Hopkins starts his free agency tour. Sean, do we give a damn? I do give a damn. I mean, oh. he, still can, he still can be one of the top wide receiver talents in the NFL. Uh, problem is, there's only a couple places, I think, willing to take him. I think the market for him is a little bit smaller than he would even like. Uh, the Cardinals found that out the hard way, although he had a mammoth contract, so they were going to have a hard time trading him anyway. Um, so I do give a damn. I want to see where he goes. However, if he goes to Kansas City, then I, I change my answer and I don't give a damn because that's just boring at this point. Kansas City does make sense, but starting in Tennessee is weird, right? I mean, I, ha I have to give a damn because it's my job, but deep down... I don't give a damn about the visit to the Titans unless he signs. And even then, I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a surprise. Good luck winning four games there. I mean, he also had like a couple of what quarterbacks that he, he listed. He listed Deshaun Watson, Joe Ryan Burrow. Ryan Tannehill is not on that for. list. Right. But is Will Levis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to do at 31 years old. Go play with a rookie who couldn't even get drafted in the first round. Um I mean, it's also yeah. a money thing at this point, too. Like, he's towards the end of his career. You got to set yourself up for life. Okay, but they have $7.9 million in cap space. Yeah. What are you setting yourself up for? I know. It, it really doesn't make sense. I it, mean, it Nashville Nashville's a booming real estate market. 7.9 can get you a nice house there. It's going to appreciate over time. You know? Nashville and Jacksonville, boom towns. All right. Um, I don't give a damn. I have to, but deep down, I really don't. Okay. All right, final do we give a damn of the episode. The Jets canceled the final week of minicamp. Robert Sala said, yeah, we've done enough. I feel comfortable where you are. You know, go have a vacation. We'll pick it back up in the summer training camp. 
How do we do we give a damn, Sean? Um, I give a damn, yes, but for not for the reason you think. I give a damn because you have you ever been, you know, either on a job in school or something like that, and you're like, wow, we really don't need to be here for this amount of time. You know, we this could have been an email, right? We don't need this meeting. Could have been an email. <laughs> yeah. Robert Sala realized that, saying, Well, we get to start training camp a week early because we played in the Hall of Fame game, so we don't need this mini camp. So I do give a damn that Robert Sala was like, you know what? This mini camp could be an email. We're out of here. I do like that. That's a great answer. And I agree with you. Um, I'm going to say I don't give a damn for that exact reason. Uh, because what's going to happen, if it hasn't happened already, and I've tried to avoid it today, is somebody online, I have a writer in mind, I'm not going to name, um, is going to get out there and be like, they, have, they just got Aaron Rodgers. How could they sacrifice a week of mini camp when they need to install? First off, Aaron Rodgers is like kind of not fully healthy, but you know, if he had to play, he could play, but you know, there's no point pushing him. Secondly, uh, who cares? Like you just said, they have the extra week at camp. Who cares? It's freaking June. We're going to be doing this again in a month and a half. Like, t- take the time. I would love to take the time, okay? Take the time. Stop caring, okay? And that does it for Do We Give a Damn. Uh, first edition without Katie. Katie! Her loss. Edit. Well... It's everybody's loss. All right, Sean. Uh, that's the midway point of the show. 21 minutes in. We're on fire right now. I hope we get to our target time, uh, which means it's time for our second game. Do you even know where normally two of us gang up on the other host and we ask them questions about a sports topic of which they do not know what it is? I have not told Nick what the topic is, but I had to come up with all three questions on my own tonight because Katie, again, isn't here. So, Nick, would you like to learn about the topic tonight? Would you like to know what it is? I have a fear, and I've thought about this for a week, about what it would be if you and Katie were here. But since you're not here, or she's not here... I don't really know. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Wild card. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, go ahead. I, I would like to hear about it. It's the game of football. Oh, what the hell? That's not. That's. I'm being like, this is reverse psychology. No, 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 Nick. The game oh. of football. Oh, oh, football. I, yes. I am a patsy. We are going to soccer because the breaking news of the day was Lionel Messi coming stateside. He's going to yeah. play at Inter Miami. Yes, he is. So, with that being said, I thought we should get some soccer knowledge. Test your soccer knowledge. I got an easy one to start off with. Today. So, first question is Do you even know what country has won a record five World Cup titles? Well, Messi is from Argentina, but I don't think that's the answer. And I'm leaning toward it's deep down. I want to say Germany, but I know it's not Germany and it's either France or Italy. And I'm stuck between the two. And I think I've been asked this before and I went Italy and it ended up being France. But I think it actually is Italy or all those are wrong. I don't know. Well, what's your final answer? Uh... Italy. Grazie ragazzi. You're incorrect. It's actually none of the countries you even mentioned. Oh. It is Messi's neighbor to the north, Brazil. Oh, duh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm an idiot. I mean, I was playing FIFA for 
four months. That was the, the easiest player. one and a half for you. They only get harder oh from here, man. Oh, my God. I hate myself. Why didn't I think about that? Ah, so he doesn't know. Um, does not know. Doesn't even know. Question number two. Uh, Lionel Messi is set to make his American debut for Inter Miami this summer, but do you even know what club he spent the last three years with? He has not played, by the way, I'll tell you this, he hasn't played outside of Europe since he was 13 years old. So, I gave you a con. Yeah, it, it was... It was Real Madrid or Chelsea. Right? It was one of those two. Can I split the point on this one? I can't remember which one it was. I, it's not Chelsea. Chelsea would be better if it was. So, it's... And it's not... It's not PSG. So... It's Real Madrid. No, it's Barcelona. Oh, you saved yourself there at the end, Nick, because he did spend his entire career with Barcelona. Barcelona. Except for the last three years where he played in Paris for Paris Saint-Germain. Oh, what the hell? I'm screwing myself. You're overthinking. Over and over you again, had it. You had it there as soon as you said PSG. I have more knowledge like, in this. You might have it. Oddly enough. I think I'm doing yes. better with this than hockey, and I'm over two. Spent the last three years with PSG before playing, or after playing basically his entire career with Big B Barcelona. has a question. We're not, we're not going to allow this, Big B, but he does have a question. He says, can we phone a friend to this uh, where they can look at the chat? Can we add phone a friend to it? Um, uh, no. No, because that no. yeah, that defeats the whole purpose. I'm sorry. That, we're, Damn we're, it! We're I should to be make fun of. I our, should be two for two. You should be. You should at least <sighs> be one for two. Um, Brazil's a no-brainer. I just overthought. Brazil it. was a no-brainer. Brazil. I was, was like, oh, he didn't play for PSG. I, I don't. I don't blame you for not knowing PSG because like he spent his entire career with Barcelona and he well, was with PSG and really didn't have a great three years there. Well, PSG used to be trash, and then they got a ton of money and now they're good and they have Mbappe. Yeah, because, yeah thanks to Mbappe and Neymar. But, yeah. Uh, Neymar. Right. Neymar's Three. from Brazil, correct? Neymar's from Brazil, correct. And that's why I, that's part of why I blew yeah. Question three of three. English football fans love to sing It's Coming Home in reference to England one day winning the World Cup. Do you even know, Nick, what year the Three Lions last won the World Cup? 1960. That's not the year I have, but you said it with such confidence that I'm going to look it up. Is, is it close? Yes. Is it like 61 or 58 I, no, or something like 1960 that? 1960 was your answer. Um, I know, but I'm just curious. Uh, da, da, da. No, I don't want to know when <laughs> Harry Kane last We have scored. the judge second-guessing himself, folks. I should just answer. I should nope, have yeah, just okay. ended so I was, I was right. I was right. 1966. Ah! In, and they played in England. So, 0 for 3. You were close there in that last one. Where was okay? So sixty wasn't even a World Cup. Uh, and no, if it I was actually, if I yeah, if I knew better, uh, I knew it was in the sixties. I just didn't know if it was six zero or another number. And if I knew better, like if I knew it, like I know Super Bowl order. Yeah, I would have been like, oh well, they had one in seventy, so there couldn't have been one in sixty. And instead, I just went oh for three, and all of them were near misses. I feel like somebody who had a headshot lined up three times. One was over the head, and then See, one was to the I left. I figured with all your game off a knowledge, tree. you've played FIFA a couple times. I'm like, all right, he'll get one of these just because he plays FIFA, I'm sure, or has played FIFA. But you missed on all three, so Nick doesn't even know. This is where we get the big fail horn. Uh, bummer. That's a bit. Oh, wait, there is background music. Nick figuring out how to produce live. 
live on the show. It's on it's on loop though. Like, oh yeah, we could put like play like lo-fi. I'm not gonna do this right now. Anyways, that's bad for the audio listener. But thank you, Sean, for playing uh, for for leading the discussion in another rousing edition of David Now. All right, moving on. Shifting are, gears, I believe you mean. Uh, I was trying to shed the pun, but all right. We're catching up to nah. the cars, baby. F1 recap, because we did not pod after Monaco, because I got on a flight and our schedules didn't work out. And um, so we're catching up. But we're going to breeze right through Monaco real quick, just like the sea breeze. See what I did there, Sean? See, uh, see what breeze. I did? You know? The city that um, I am not surprised that Katie Monaco's has a country now. Well, I, I know, but you know what I'm saying. The municipality, the the sovereign province, the territory. Um, it's a country. It is a country. Monte Carlo Actually, is the city. Monte Carlo, yeah, thank you. I'm taking a sip of water there. Geography. Well, uh, that's the that's my weakest spot. You thought soccer was bad. You thought hockey was bad. Maps, geography. Gonna terrain. store that one in the bank because sports and geography can mix. I know. I was concerned that's what it was going to be this time around. So that was the mm-hmm. thing in my head was that. Um, so we're breezing past Monaco, Sean, where we actually did get some excitement. Right, we got some rain rate late in the race, which made things interesting. Cost Fernando Alonso a chance to contend for you know P one win. But, actually, yeah. Other than that, is there anything else? We should- Esteban Ocon got on the podium. That was cool. Yeah, hey, Esteban Ocon got on the podium. That was cool. Um, you had Max Breeze to another Monaco win. Uh, the only, yeah, the only thing to mention really was it starts raining at the end, and Alonso had the chance to go for the undercut on Max, and he said, "I, you know, should we do inters?" And they said, "Nope, come back for slicks." Well, everyone else went on inters, forcing Alonso to then pit again for inters for I think. I think he pitted like twice in three laps. Yeah, he and he had he not done that, had he gone and got inters just the first time around, he would have caught Max. Now Max would have caught up to him, but passing on Monaco is not easy. So uh, you, you know, Fernando Alonso could have gotten mission thirty three accomplished, but he pitted for slicks. All right, so here's a question, Sean. Before we move on, um, is is Max and Fernando the best? And I say this having watched Max and Lewis battle plenty. Is that probably the best driver combo to watch square off and battle in, in this year's F1 season? Um, no, because they're really not battling. No, I'm saying like I'm, at the, I'm, ti- I'm at the time hypo- at the time the rain started, Max was 22 seconds ahead of Fernando. No, no, no. no. I'm saying hypothetically, like if they actually were to be really close, and especially at Monaco, like could we find a better pairing to square off in the tight circuit? That is Monaco than those two in this field this year. I still might take Lewis because Lewis went on to have the career he did after being teammates with Fernando, beating Fernando on a level playing field at McLaren. I still think I'd take Lewis and uh, Max. That's fair. That's fair. Um, well, that's a great segue uh, because we're on to Spain now where I'm going to reverse this order real quick because the, my main takeaway from a race that Max Verstappen dominated, unsurprisingly, was that Mercedes looked pretty damn good after those upgrades. Those side pods, they do not look like zero side pods. And how bad do you got to feel that you spent a year and a half going <laughs> down this rabbit hole only to go, oh, we've hit a dead end. Yeah, um, uh, going down with the side pod ship until... Pretty much too far behind, basically. You, it it doesn't matter though because Red Bull is so far ahead of everyone. The only person, the only team that's like, uh oh, Mercedes is back is Aston Martin. 
because now Aston Martin isn't clear the second favorite team. It could be Mercedes. Um, and now maybe Mercedes could, you know, the 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 win that Aston Martin was going to fight for, it was going to be Fernando Alonso. So it was never going to be Lance Strolls. Well, maybe that win might now go to Lewis or to George. It might not be Fernando Alonso's to, to have anymore. And that's saying that, you know, Max is eventually going to lose a race. It might happen, but it's not set in stone that if Max or Checo don't win, it's Fernando. Because that could also now be George. It could be Lewis. You know, I didn't know until just now that Lewis is only 12 points behind Fernando in the, in the driver's standings, which means that Mercedes has got to have the lead in the constructor's standings, which, you know, for as tough as this, they, they do. They're second behind Red Bull by a wide margin, but they're 18 points ahead of Aston Martin. In a season in which it's been a bit of a slog to get to this point because we pretty much know who's going to win, there's some intrigue at two and three now. This this could get kind of fun. I know. So that I mean, I'm excited that uh, not Ferrari, not definitely not Ferrari. I'm excited that Mercedes have found some pace again because now we can at least watch Lewis and Max battle. We can watch George slap around Lance. Um, you know, it's it's not a fair fight when Lance Stroll is your teammate and it's George and Lewis versus yeah. Fernando. Yeah, I, I mean, we can say what we want about, you know, Lance's first race coming back from broken wrists, driving, not fully healthy and, correct. you know, having a good race. But everything from there has just been downhill. And Lance Stroll has just pretty much proven that he is a number two driver at best in any team. I think it was Katie who said um, she quoted Succession. I love you, but you are not serious people. That's that is Lance Stroll. Like it, it's sad because even in a weekend in which the Aston Martin was obviously not good in Spain this past weekend, um, it was still obvious that like Fernando is still so much better than Lance. It's it's like what do you do? Like, and, I understand he's your kid, but it's a waste of a seat. And and Fernando was on the radio saying, "I'm not going to pass Lance. I don't. I'm, I don't worry. I won't pass Lance." He yeah. was like just just giving Lance the position because a it didn't matter to him anymore, uh, and, and b you know if he's not on the podium, it doesn't sound like Fernando really cares that much. But he wasn't going to show up, you know, his boss's kid. And Lance was asked about it by that Dutch reporter afterwards, and you know how the Dutch are very blunt and right to the point; they don't mess around. Um, he was like, "Yeah, Fernando said he wouldn't pass you," and Lance was like, "Okay." He's like. How do you feel about that? Your your teammate's better than you, but won't pass you. And Lance was like, uh, just like didn't have an answer. <laughs> it was so awkward. And that, that's basically what it's become to. It's like your your teammate is giving you pity points because you are not competing with him on any level. Well, he's giving him pity and points. This is his first year in the, the car. Off. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it, he's old. Like he's got a ton of experience. He's a proven winner. Like he's a two-time so champion. So is Lance. He's been he's been in this sport since he was 18. He's now in, I think, his seventh year in F1. He's but not a kid. He's a veteran. When, when has anybody ever been like, oh, Lance Stroll could contend for the title this year? Never. Never. <sighs> That's how I feel. Just just rinse away the Lance Stroll from us. All right. Uh, our next talking points here. Um, Sean, I hate to say it, but as I was looking down the driver's standing there. Um, yeah. <sighs> tough i mean i mean lando is 11th right now with 12 points he has 12 of, of mclaren's 17 points so good for him but also a wonderful qualifying in which he ends up third which you can feel free to recap uh is completely wasted you know on yeah Sunday. i mean putting the mclaren p3 in qualifying 
even after the qualifying session. Uh, and when Lando asks his race engineer, oh, you know, what are we? He said P3. He goes, really? Still? <laughs> like he was expecting to go from P3 all the way down, tumbling down to like P8 or P9. No, he had a great qualifying. Lando has always been really good at qualifying. I don't think we've seen that to a degree this year. We saw it there on Saturday in Spain. And then lap one, he gets past. He's trying to fend off Lewis into turn two. And he just sticks his nose right where it shouldn't be. It wasn't Lewis's fault. It was Lando's fault. But it wasn't even so much, I would say, a driver error. It was kind of just like he put his car just where it shouldn't have been. Well, Takes off a piece of his front wing. He's forced to pit. And he just tumbles down the order and can never regain it. Who was right behind Max in that? Was that Sainz? Yes, Sainz was P2. So... If we really, if you want a villain, I'll I will hand deliver it to you on a silver platter, Max Verstappen, for not clearing signs enough to where, basically, you know, he didn't put enough space there to where signs was still right on his tail, and because signs slowed down a little bit right behind Max, that caused Lewis to slow down, who had already gotten around Lando, and then Lando had nowhere to go because Lando was actually making a good move, and I think yeah. Lewis would have given him the space, but because Signs slowed down because he was right on the rear of Max, so if, I guess you could blame Signs. And it, it really is Max. unlike Lando because, like, you can you can knock him for a lot of stuff, but like he doesn't make a lot that of mistakes sucked, man. or mistakes. He's very he's a he's a really good tactician. He's very smart in where he puts his car, how he puts his car, how he drives it. He doesn't really take unnecessary risks. So it is kind of just like a, you know, your Delta sandwich and. You got to eat it. Yeah, you just got to, you got a belly full of white duck shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> now you lay this on me. And you lay- <laughs> it's, uh, it was a bummer because I have come around on the cigarette livery, the burning cigarette livery. I hope they keep it. I have me to. Me too. Like it, it looks, looks better. Way it looks better. better than their, what, their teal and, you know, orange and black. No, no, no. This one looks way better. I'm going to point you to something in case you haven't noticed it in sports design and design in general. Um, it, it and you'll see it in college football first. We are going back. Design concepts are going back. Yes. If you watch a lot of college football this year, like Missouri goes back to a classic uniform and a bunch of other schools, I think Oklahoma State went back to a classic uniform, which I thought they had some of the better uniforms in college football. We are going back just like Gen Z is going back to the 90s and Y2K. We are going back to traditional looks. And there is perhaps no better traditional look on the grid right now than the alternate livery for McLaren. I'm curious because it was funny to watch it juxtaposed against the Mercedes livery. Don't worry. My screen will shake when the train passes by later. Uh, So you're not going to be alone. It is interesting to see it juxtaposed between the Mercedes livery, which is very slick, very sleek, you know, the black with the whatever colored teal or whatever you want to call that. And the silver, um, they're very different, like a very different era. It almost made the Mercedes livery look bad. Yeah. And I would now, like to just say after we roasted it, it looks pretty good. No, I like it. Yeah, the burnt cigarette livery. I, I kind of like it. I wish they would just go back to like all orange, just just all orange. I like it. Um, Or go back to like the the silver. But, you know, Mercedes kind of has that now. When 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 McLaren was silver, their engine provider was Mercedes, and Mercedes wasn't a manufacturer, so that's why they were silver. Um, but yeah, I'm fine with it. I, I just I hated how they went to like a, a more teal blue. Didn't like that. But uh, we've been discussing a lot of like decoration and design stuff tonight. Welcome to my brain. Yeah, this is, is what I this think is about. also what I think about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, last F1 topic. I think after talking about. 
uh, what was essentially an uneventful race in Spain. Oh, uh, sector three, by the way. Holy crap. So many cars spinning into the turn. They get rid of the chicane, and it turns out the chicane wasn't even a problem. It was getting to the removed chicane, which is now a flat-out you know, high-speed corner down to the straight. Everyone's trying to build speed up the hill, which after playing the game many times and wiping out there, if you catch a little bit too much of the curb, you lose traction because one of your wheels lifts a little bit. Everybody was spinning out. They're like, oh, well, the track's a little damp because it rained. Uh, George at one point was like later down the, the lap, uh, rain in turn five. And then after like five laps, he's like, no, never mind. I think it's just my sweat. Like drivers just losing their bearings almost entirely at this track because of one change. It was nuts. It was... I don't know. For me, it was still an uneventful race. It's getting to the point where we're looking, we're searching for things to grasp to because we know Max is going no, to don't win every do this. race. Don't do this. Red Bull has won every race. And it's, it's getting to the point for me where I'm like, what am I watching for? Why am I getting up at 830 in the morning on a Sunday to watch this race? <sighs> we'll never get that season that we had in 2021. I can guarantee you that. We'll never yeah. get that again. That was I a mean, rarity. We will, we will eventually. It's just waiting for it to happen. Uh, and in the same vein, uh, Checo has no chance anymore. No, he's he had his chance and he's just watched it go away. He's had terrible qualifying the last two weeks. Can't stay out of the barrier or the gravel. I feel bad for him. Now, I, I will ask you this. Do you think that that actually motivates them to consider other options or were they already going to do it anyway? Um, well, he still has in the, a in the future, he, not, not this yeah, year. I mean, I'm gonna, I was going to say he has a contract through next year. Is is Daniel Ricardo going to wait another year to just take that seat? I don't think so. I don't think he's going to wait another year. So their options are to get rid of Checo after this year, put Daniel in that seat, or you wait another year with Checo, and then Yuki, depending on how he's doing down at AlphaTauri, he might earn that seat. And Yuki has been one of the more uh, just dependable drivers this year. He's been having a quiet, good season. He might earn that second seat at Red Bull. Yeah. He's almost had a quite a good season in like the the unlikely circumstances. Like when he qualifies well, he tends to make an occasional mistake that maybe he'll lose a spot or two and like not capitalize on his good qualifying. But when he qualifies poorly, he ends up fighting through the field. Like it's it's a sneaky good season for him. I just here's my dream scenario, and this is not any knock on Checo, but because we went through those two seasons in which so many drivers had to miss races because of COVID or appendicitis or something like that, I kind of wish that like. Checo for just gets the stomach flu and can't race one one weekend, and they throw Daniel in the car, and he has a Nick DeVries race, and then everyone's like, "Oh, you got to give him the seat just just for the chaos, just because I need chaos, nothing more." I would love a Formula One where Daniel Ricciardo is back on the grid, but but where do you put him? Like, where do you where do you put him right now? He doesn't want to go to Alpha Towery. No, that's why it would be fun. He doesn't want to go to a in, back marker. Like, yeah, put him in Red Bull. He wouldn't even take Williams or Haas's calls in the off season. There's no better time than now yeah. if you ever want to bring him back and put him in a car in Red Bull. If you want to elevate him from reserve driver, there's no better time than this offseason because you have such a dominant car and you're going to win back-to-back-to-back three straight driver's championships. You're going to win your second constructor's championship. You have the lead. like You have the room for error. What about there's always Ferrari? There's always Aston Martin if Lance is ever let go. I would I would like to see him with Aston. The day Martin Lance Stroll is let go or fired by his old man, we need to have like an emergency podcast and just highlight all of Lance's achievements over just the years. Just play Logan Roy, Kendall Roy clips over and Pretty over much. Again. Get DMCA'd. Pretty much. It's worth it. It's worth it for the live stream. All right. Mm. 
Uh, let's look ahead to Montreal. Actually, you know, before we do that real quick, let's go back. And um, since Katie's not here, we will speak for her um, and, and review some predictions real quick because uh, our, our final podium in um, Barcelona there, as I'm pulling it up here, we actually didn't get predictions from that because we didn't pod last week, but we did pod for the good old Monaco GP, which I am now struggling to find. Our predictions for Monaco, um, none of us got close, I think. I mean, I had Max, but that's that's not fair. It's like taking even odds. I had Max, Fernando, Lewis Hamilton. Instead, it was Max, Fernando, Esteban Ocon. <clears throat> and I had Charles will wreck his car. He did not. He did not. Bummer. The one year he doesn't. Katie had Fernando, Checo, and Charles Leclerc. And no, very Nick, wrong. Nick Debris will eat it into the wall multiple times. No, but uh, Leclerc tried to one time. <laughs> who, was, who was that? Who was, was that him who made the move? Who made the move on Ocon? Who slammed it in the back of him? Or was it Signs? I don't remember that. Oh, it was early on in the race. They went into the oh. chicane, like coming out of the tunnel, and like I, I want to say it was signs. Just went like full bore, trying to go for like a late overtake dive bomb, then realized as he was about to hit him that it was not a good idea and just drilled him, broke his wing, had to go a few more laps before he went in for pit. Uh so that didn't work out either. And then Sean, your podium predictions were Checo, Verstappen, Leclerc, and a Williams will finish top six. About Yikes. that. About that. <laughs> How Yikes. bad has the Williams been as of late? How bad has the Williams been? How uh, bad has Logan Sargent been? Bad. That is hurting. I mean, I'm wearing a USA shirt right now, and that hurts my American pride, the fact that he doesn't even look like he can compete right now. I mean, it's not fair to judge him off of that because he's in a Williams, but the Williams is better than it was in previous years. Right. I wonder if he ever gets a... Like the the ascension of George from Williams to Mercedes, I feel like that was a once in a generation jump. You know, like this is a guy who you clearly saw had talent and didn't have a good car. But is the difference that much that like, like I just feel like it was. Like, but I remember we 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 kept dogging him because he couldn't score a point. He would always get into the, like points position, and he finally got points, and he cried, and, and he would just and he would punt it into the wall or something, crash behind a safety car. Is Logan like, Sargent doing anything too. different than that? No. no so, how, so how can you tell? I know, but he's still like it's just the times. It's and and I don't know. Like he, we'll we'll wait and see. Um, on the recent episode of Beyond the Grid, he he told Tom Clarkson that you know at Silverstone. That's where we'll be our best. That's where I'll be my best. So let's wait till Silverstone. Okay. If he finishes 20th, 10 seconds behind P19, then he's a liar. And I don't know. We should check out his future. But I still want to give him time. I'm, okay. I still have hope. That's fair. I like it. I mean, I'm, I'm on the side of it because I think, you know, you want to keep promoting in America. It helps to have an American driver. So that works out for me. All right. Let's look ahead to Montreal real quick. Uh, this is in two weeks, right? This is... June. I can't pull my 18th. calendar up right now. Oh, who changed my calendar late on my computer? Thanks, computer. Way to go, Windows. Way to go. It's June 18th in Circuit Jacques Villeneuve. Can, de can, you say, can you say that again? Jacques Villeneuve. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's, that's all I got. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue with the preview, Sean. You know, let's do no, the track walk here. Um, oh. Montreal was always my best track when I played the F1 game. I was always really good in Montreal. It's a fun track. It is a fun track. It's got fun chicanes that you can kind of keep it flat out through. It's got that hairpin. I like Montreal a lot. 
Uh, that being said, the Red Bull will still dominate unless Checo decides to do something wrong again. It'll be Max one, Checo two, Fernando three. Oh, wait, we got another uh, chatter here. Uh, I don't know who this is. Beard Bully 215 says, Fly Eagles Fly. This has nothing to do with F1, but that's a new chatter. So we'll I get it out there. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder do we get, you know, we don't we don't have you know the old uh king of the walls nicholas latifi anymore i know so is it devries is it up to him to just yeet it right to the wall of champions there right along the, the start finish straight i mean yeah fair it's, point I, it's been a while since somebody's done that i would like to see that oh we also got a uh command there oh this must be somebody who, i don't know i'm not gonna this must be somebody who watches the twitch streams um which we are on right now. I think this is it for uh, Montreal, Sean. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's like you give, said. Give me a podium. Give me a podium, Nick. I don't know. I mean, it's sleepy. It's Max and um, it's Max and Lewis and George, who got into a scrap, by the way, uh, in, in Barcelona. Kind of. They did. Flew under the bit. radar. Yeah. Um, they accidentally collided. I think George is slowly pushing the envelope to try to get them to think of them as drivers 1A and 1B instead of 1 and 2. Because he's 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 continued to toss out ideas during the race. He's been very communicative. He was um it was this last race where he had a 5 second penalty. Was it this last race or Monaco? He had the 5 Monaco. second penalty and he was like he's like, "Hey, tell Lewis to let me pass him and I won't go more than 5 seconds ahead so they could protect him from losing his spot to whoever was behind him, right?" That's like, risky that's, anyway, man. That, that's it is risky, risky that's, but he, that's a, that's, a dumb, that's just a dumb idea. And he knows like, it's, it's not, not a smart happen. idea. That's just a dumb idea. Like, sorry, you made your bed now sleep in it. Like, right. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sacrifice our other drivers' race just to help you out. No, 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 no. That's just a dumb idea in general. So if you're gonna be communicative and you're gonna take that leadership role, don't have dumb ideas like that. Yes, like, I Toto should have gotten on the intercom, and be like, George, please stay off this channel. This is mine and Lewis's channel. <laughs> That's the thing, though, is I think he knew it wasn't going to get Toto. accepted. But if he if he just kind of chips away, chips away, chips away, maybe yeah. But if you do that, you way. have to do it in the right way, and not make people think ah, this dude. Like if, we all have that guy. We all have that guy at the office. Like when they speak, you're like, ah, oh, man, this this guy. That's what George is kind of becoming when he's like, um, I got a five second penalty. Actually, can you can actually, you let me pass, Lewis? I won't go more than five seconds ahead of him. He's like, no, oh dude. Uh, actually, uh, we would still be fine. He'd still finish ahead of me. Yeah. Uh, I, no. I, I, my theory is he's, he's just chipping away, chipping away at it. Um, but I'm going to put with all this digression, this is all related. I promise. I'm going to put Max Lewis, who almost caught up to him in last year's race. Thanks in part to a safety car on that 50. He was like five seconds back with a terrible Mercedes car. Uh, when it all it was all said and done, so we're gonna go Max Lewis, and I want to go Fernando, but I feel like that's chalk, and it's not gonna be Carlos Sainz. Let's get a little redemption. Let's get a little redemption, and let's go with none other than Katie. Carlos Sainz. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All right, so you so, you so you have Max Lewis and Carlos. I don't, I really don't want to be Carlos, but we'll say it. I mean, I, it's okay. going to be Fernando, but I want it to be different. I will take Max Checo Lewis. 
Okay, Checo. Well, I see. I've thrown Checo out of my brain already because of what he's done re- I'll take recently. Max Checo Lewis. That's a safe podium right there. And Katie's Man predictions. Uh, don't have them. Do we? I don't think we do. We don't. Katie, I hope you're having fun in Nashville, uh, Bachelorette and Bachelor Party capital of America. But Scottsdale has something to say about that as well. As for us, we are almost done with the party. Last segment of the day, Sean. Hate it or love it. What's your hate? Uh, my hate, Nick, is... Oh, you know what? I really didn't... I, I, have, I have no place in my heart for hate. But I'll say this. Traffic. Traffic's been really bad lately. And I've been stuck in traffic a lot. Um, to the point where it's almost like... I expect it, but I still don't plan for it, which says more about me than it does about the traffic. Yeah. But it's just, it's just, it's, it's traffic at times where there shouldn't be traffic. Like 1230 on a Wednesday afternoon and I'm in gridlock traffic. Like that's just, why? Why am I in gridlock traffic at 1230 on a Wednesday afternoon? Was there an accident? No. Is there a cop ahead? No. Is, is there construction? No. There's just bumper to bumper traffic. Deal with it. And I don't like that. It's been annoying. So I hate traffic. I mean, that's, that's kind LA of a cop out. I'm sorry, but like it has been happening a lot. It's almost comical at this point. It's not a cop out. Um, it's real. Uh, I guess it's kind of a cop out. Um, my hate is uh, okay. So don't take this wrong. We've talked about this in the past. I like lawn care, mm. but I don't like it when I can't get grass to grow because it hasn't rained here for three weeks. Okay. And I don't like it that I have to get grass to grow because my dumbass scalped the front patch of my yard. So rain, please. So I don't have to keep putting the sprinkler out every day. And stop eating the grass seed, birds. Oh, I hate weeds too. Oh um, no, you know what? Here, I'll I'll change my hate. My hate is when you work really hard on something and it's all for nothing. Oh so yeah. Last night, my brother uh, asked me to come over and help uh, put up some. He he has his backyard is. Half of it is a is a koi pond, so half of his backyard is just a koi pond. And he has strung uh, Christmas lights from his house over across the pond and back. So he's got this nice like canopy of lights in his backyard. Looks really cool. And asked me to come over and help put up some new lights last night because oh, it's no. a two man job. I know how like, this right, ends. Cool. I know how so this ends. We 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 string all the lights. We have three strands. We string the first. We we get the first strand up. We do the second strand. It's like now like nine o'clock at night. So we're we're finally finishing up and we're losing the light and I he goes across the pond and I throw back over the lights and he ties them on around this the final tree and I just hear you're gonna have to believe this out <laughs> and I was like what happened he's like I snapped the line yeah I was like no it's either so a snap line or a shattered we, bulb kills the whole power we lost the second strand I'm like, all right, fine. Try the first strand because I can come back tomorrow and we can finish. We can just redo this one because we have extra. It'll take like 20 minutes now that we know what we're doing. The first strand wouldn't work either. So we have no idea what was happening. Why? But we had we had strung 400 feet of Christmas twinkle lights from his house to across his pond and back. And I'm you, I'm t- I have the answer for you because I've dealt with this. And it's it. Not, not none of it works. It's um, two hours, man. I'm getting bit little, by mosquitoes. The little screwing ones, right? No, these were like LED. These were like special. One ordered. of the bulbs is dead because the way those run is every wire goes through it, and it's like one big circuit. So if one bulb dies, everything after that bulb dies. 
sometimes before it. So you got to find the dead bulb. And if it's a well, long no, strand, these were brand new. Luck. These were brand new. Ordered off Amazon. Got Return them. Exactly. Damn exactly. it. All right. Uh, my love. I've said it before, but I will say it again. Nick, I love IndyCar. I've been watching a lot more IndyCar lately. Get off it. This is, hey, get off it. It's still a grid on, on IndyCar. This is the Gridiron podcast. No, I just know um, you're such an IndyCar honk. That's why I'm making that face. I like it, man. I like I, it. This is how you feel when I talk about video games. So I get Pretty it. much. But if you watch the Indy 500, actually, if you watch, you, you would have liked it because there was a little uh, Abu Dhabi 2021 incident. Yeah. Last lap, Marcus Erickson is in the lead and there's another crash. It's red flagged and they're like, well, we need two laps to finish this thing, and we're on the final lap. So, yeah, Marcus Erickson's your back-to-back uh, Indy 500 champ. Oh, wait, oh, no, yeah. we're getting we're getting orders from Race Control. Red flagged. We're going to do a one-lap shootout. One-lap shootout. I saw this happen live. And Joseph Newgarden comes from behind from second place to win this. Afterwards, Joseph Newgarden's like, I'm so happy they let us race. Marcus Erickson is like... It was very unsafe to let us race. We didn't even get a warm-up lap before we raced the final lap. How do we go from zero to, you know, 230 on cold tires? It's dangerous, yada, yada, yada. Um, I loved it. It was a great finish. It wasn't quite the same uh, as that Abu Dhabi finish because the stewards there did a lot of cherry-picking as to, yeah, you know, these cars can unlap themselves. These cars can't. Here we go. Like, that was, yeah. But, um, no, it was a great finish. Then Detroit this week, seeing cars racing uh, downtown streets of Detroit. That was kind of cool, too. So, no, I've just been really big into IndyCar lately. It's fun. Just watch it. I might have to. I, I actually have been watching the highlight packages on YouTube, like, morning or two after um, to try and keep up with it because, I, A, I love racing. I can't really get into NASCAR with the whole, like, um, stages. That, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's not, that's not the NASCAR. That's not the NASCAR that I grew up with. I'll tell you that. Um, but I, I am interested in uh, in watching more IndyCar. And um, what's the old saying, Sean? You never want to be first on the last lap. Yeah, something like that. I don't know because you're a sitting is. you're a sitting duck, especially in a restart. You are a sitting duck. Lewis Hamilton mm-hmm. learned that. Marcus Erickson learned that. So it was it was thrilling though because I like like you see in F1 they're starting to try to like break the slipstream. They're really weaving more and more now than they probably did in previous years. IndyCar, they're all over the track. They can, oh, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. And those cars are faster than F1 cars. Uh, Yeah, and uh, they have windshields. A good margin, yeah, yeah, by a good margin. I think F1 cars' top speed is like 205, something like that, especially these new cars. IndyCar can get up to 240. Yeah, baby, pure speed, rubber and oil. Let's go. Someone, someone once, a race fan once described Indy cars as, or F1 cars as like gazelles that can like they're really really fast and they can weave back and forth. And uh, a Indy car is just a cheetah. It can go really fast. Yep. yep. For a short amount of time down a straight. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. But cheetahs have, hunt gazelles. I have quick. Um, I have quick messages from our our viewers right now this is uh our my guy chris he is messaging no from alaska here in alaska just saying no traffic here in alaska john hmm. would you trade yep. the florida sunshine for no traffic I was about to say, in you know wilderness? what they also don't have the sun no they do for a period of time almost all day and night also big I'll b take- has some recommendations for your lights 
fuse on the string of lights need to be replaced, but they're brand new, Big B. They are straight out of the box, delivered from Amazon straight out of the box. And he said, that's why you always check the lights before you string them up. We did. All three, all, all 600 feet of lights were bright. I don't, we don't know what it was. Does not continue. Well, I know the one strand he snapped in half, and the other one, I just, we don't know. Yeah. All right, uh, my love. Oh, actually, here Chris uh, says, "What's the fastest you've ever driven?" Uh, like hundred, around a hundred, like on the road. I don't know. I really... think I got up to like ninety-five one time, and I didn't even know I was doing it. Yeah, <laughs> just cruising in the highway. Oh yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely broken a hundred in Utah. At the, at the end of like a nine-hour drive, and you're like, I just want to get there, and like you're like, oh shoot, I'm doing like ninety-five. I should probably slow down. Dude, you gotta, you gotta go in like a. Uh, coast to coast drive and like get out past Colorado, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, where the speed limits disappear. It's really fun and it's straight and flat. Well, until you get through the mountains, but uh, so that's your answer for that. All right, my love, real quick, is family. Um, this past week, I was fortunate enough to spend time with all my siblings, um, all my sisters, my niece and nephew, uh, my fiance, my little sister moved back from Florida to Cleveland, um, got to hang out with her boyfriend who was actually her secret husband and now she finally you know revealed that so i can say that's my brother-in-law now thank god i've known for a while but um it was great you know uh, they've lived in different places my little sister goes to ou the other one was in florida now they're all back it's just great to spend family time so that's my love i love that man that's awesome thank you short sweet and to the point and that my friends is is going to do it thank you to the viewers who tuned in um this has been fantastic, and this has been episode five of the Gridiron Podcast. That is Sean Barry. I'm Nick Shook. This, you know, Katie, we missed you. Katie! We hope you enjoy listening to this as you drive back from Nashville. Um, I, she uh, drove look, to Nashville from Canada? I don't know what she's doing, dude. She had to have flown. She had to have flown. But I, who knows? I don't I know. We're theater of the mind, Sean. Exactly. Theater of the mind. But Nick, there's only one way to end this podcast, since it is just you and me. It is just the old Sean and Shook duo. So uh, for Nick Shook, I'm Sean Barry. Katie Caldwell will be back next week, and we will PTC you later. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>